0: Hey, good evening, West Houston Christian Center. Pastors Jack and Pastor Steve. We're back at you again. I want to welcome you to the broadcast today. We are continuing in our discussion, the never-ending, ever-increasing, <laughs> <laughs> multifaceted discussion of this amazing personality of the Godhead, the, one of the most unique personalities that you're ever going to meet, and that is the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so uh, I want to thank Brother Steve for taking care of business last week for me. And uh, as we get into it today, I kind of wanted to backtrack just a little bit because there is a verse that I think sometimes brings just a little bit of confusion. And uh, does everybody, is it necessary, Steve, for everybody to speak in tongues? What do you believe? All right. So
1: I I guess the, the thing that, the key word there is necessary, right? Right. So is it necessary? Is it required? I would say no. Um, you can still be a Christian and, and not speak in tongues. Is it something that is beneficial? I would greatly say yes. Amen. Because we're gonna talk about today a lot of the reasons why speaking in tongues can help you. Can help you, can help others, can help your prayer life, can Amen. help you grow closer to God, that sort of thing. That's really good.
0: A lot of times, and, and let's let's go to the Word because I think the Word is always the always fixes whatever it is that we don't know and so let's look at first Corinthians chapter 12 and let's look at verse 30 and uh, I'm not going to give a whole lot of what's below it or beneath it but it says have all the gifts of healing Do all speak with tongues do all interpret and a lot of times people have taken that verse to say Well, not everybody has to speak in tongues. Right. You know, do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? And I think sometimes this is where we get um, confused with the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. Right. The actual ministry gifts. And what Paul was referring to was there are nine spiritual gifts that one day, we are going to actually get into. Yeah, we're going <laughs> we to we're discuss, gonna get there. We're going to get there. So stay with <laughs> us. But we're actually going to get in and discuss these gifts of the Spirit. But as we've tried to say before, uh, when we first get born again, there is an initial indwelling of the Holy Spirit that takes place. Correct. And the Holy Spirit is present at every level uh, of our salvation, uh, just like the Holy Spirit was hovering above the waters in Genesis, waiting for that command from God. The Holy Spirit is hovering waiting to do what he's been commanded to do. Uh, but when we get born again, we get access to what's called the fruit of the spirit. Right. And so I immediately have access to love, to joy, to peace, to long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Galatians tells us that. Um, and so th- sometimes we'll run into people and let's say that they war- they operate very, very heavily in the gifts of the Spirit, but you don't see a lot of the evidence of the fruit of the Spirit mm-hmm. in their life. Mm-hmm. Or on the other hand, you'll run into somebody that, oh my gosh, has such an amazing revelation of the love of God and of giving, but walk in absolute zero power
1: of the Holy Spirit. Right. Now, you know, I think that's, a. A part of it is due to how God deals with us individually, Amen. right? So he knows you're going to have a ministry of dealing with children. And so maybe he kind of soups up your, uh, your love aspect or something like, like that, right? And then if you're an evangelist, maybe you're in, you push the truth and you tell everybody and then you're to the next place. You don't. Uh, you're not sitting ar- around and trying to shepherd the people, right? right. So uh, evangelists and pasture are not the same gift. Mm, yep. uh, but if you look at how God um, uh, dishes out, I'll say, the gifts, mm-hmm. it's for different per- people, for different occasions, for different ministries, different callings. Amen. But what we're really talking about is, mm. is sort of a separate concept of speaking in tongues as it edifies me. Right. Versus a corporate gift Amen. that goes along with uh, prophecy and interpretation of tongues and those things, Amen. which is for the people. And it, this scripture that you started with says, uh, "Does everybody speak in tongues? Does everybody prophesy?" That's talking about these gifts right. for the for the body. Amen. And if everyone did everything, I think there'd be a bit of confusion. Right. So if everyone was trying to interpret the, the person that spoke in tongues, it'd be like, oh, oh, me, 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 you know? Yeah. And we don't want to get into confusion. Mm-hmm. So he would say, and this is, you know, it's not unlike the way God deals with us just in basic gifts. It makes you a pastor, it makes someone an engineer, it makes someone an artist. There are gifts and talents that that are unique, uniquely ours. Amen. And I think he does that with the uh, people, the body as well, That's good. and says, uh, for you, um, prophecy, I think, is the way. A few interpretations of tongues. For you, working in miracles. For you, the gift of, of the word of knowledge and, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. It's good. It's real good. You know, I was thinking uh, when we get
0: born again and we get that initial indwelling of the Holy Spirit, it's really kind of is what makes us holy. You know, it mm. is kind of the purification process it's, it's, it it, it, it's what makes us holy. You know, the fruit of the spirit uh, is not just for me, but it's for those that are around me. You know, it's right. for me to learn. And sometimes there have been those that maybe just tried to skip the fruit of the spirit and go right into the gifts of the spirit mm-hmm. and just operate in the power. And, and, and we've all met people like this sometimes who man, really flowed in a really major anointing with the Like you said, they had a specific ministry and they had a gift that was associated with that ministry. But when you met them in person, you're like, I don't even know if that person's saved right. because they had not developed the holiness. What, what What's best for God is when we operate in both. When I have <laughs> let the refining power of the Holy Spirit do that purification process in me for me to have access to begin to walk in holiness but then couple that with the power of the holy spirit i'm kind of reminded of peter and john when they were at the gate beautiful you know if you were to look at peter peter was the power gift Mm -hmm. peter was loud peter was the one that was preaching to 3000 peter was the one that was always go 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 and then you have john
1: loving the apostle
0: of love yeah you know there's there's never really anywhere where you don't see john not mentioned in the light of a the holy spirit and be love Mm -hmm. you know and so when you put them together and now all of a sudden they come across this man who needed healing those two gifts work together
1: right and that's that's a great example and and god wants us to have all of that inside of us, right? Amen. It talks about the Holy Spirit giving us power. So, He know, we know He wants that. And God is love, yep. you know, He wants that for us. And I, when you talk about people like that, that have that sort of, um, uh, well, I have a calling to preach and it, I don't care what these people think about this, that's my job. Well, you're you're preaching to people, right? right? So when you have this attitude of, well, I don't care what other people think, mm. Uh, you're suddenly, well, you're crossing over from the love of God. Right. And his whole purpose is to love on us yeah. and show that compassion and all the things. I mean, he died for us, right? Amen. And for us to say, yeah, I don't care so much about people. Uh, that's just how I'm made. Right. You know, I don't I don't think that's exactly <laughs> true because you're made in God's image. Right. And so it's trying to get that balance. And I, I know people, you know, Paul and Peter, like you said, right. there are some folks that are out there and like, Hey you hypocrites and let's get Amen. you know let's get it straight but you have yeah. to pull back and, and remember that God loves everybody even our enemies yeah that's so good and that's a hard thing to balance sometimes
0: I think interesting even in the book of Corinthians you've got first Corinthians chapter 12 which is all about the gifts right and you got first Corinthians chapter 14. Which is all about the gifts Mm -hmm. and then right smack dab in the middle is first corinthians 13 the love chapter right you know even paul even god knew when we were bringing these gifts into the church that you know hey yes we're going to have power and we're going to have miracles but if we miss this love component then we're just clanging brass and we're just a symbol a clanging we're just banging we're 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 all work we're all noise but there's no love. There's nothing gentle in us that wants to call people to the
1: Lord. Yeah, you know, out of this popped in my head, so I'm gonna say the Holy Spirit said it. But my wife bought a new uh, a new sort of a this uh plant stand. It's as tall as I am, you stick it in the ground, and it has these little loops that you hang plants on. And what they don't tell you, if you hang a heavy plant on this side mm-hmm. and a light plant it'll pull the thing over right and then it's completely useless yeah you have to get the balance correct on this thing so that when you equally distribute you know love and power and all and these things that God's given us that's good but well, then it stands firm and strong and and then the the beauty shows Amen. right and when I you mentioned someone uh, earlier an example of is that guy really saved? Mm. You know, we're always to be a picture of Jesus. We're Amen. always to, to show uh, Jesus' love and compassion towards other people. Amen. And when someone comes to you and and you are so irritated with them or you're so impatient and you are basically the opposite of all the the fruit of the Spirit, Amen. you're not gentle, right. you're not kind, you're not right. loving, you're out of control, right. you're not patient, all that. Amen. They start to go, hmm. I don't know if i want this holy spirit you talk about right that's good i think samson is one of the
0: clearest examples of somebody who was heavily gifted on the in power one side. side on mm-hmm. the power side it's like he had this ministry anointing but he never developed that living anointing right and when we talk about a living anointing each one of us has a living anointing it's our own personal relationship with god with the holy spirit you know when steve and i as ministers when we go into the bible what we have to fight is we're always looking for something for somebody else. Hmm. I'm always looking. Whenever I I get a verse and the light goes out, I'm like, man, I'm gonna preach that. Man, I'm gonna teach that. But sometimes it's my own living anointing. That verse is for me. Hmm. You know, that's not necessarily, and so it's making that distinguishing between, I, if I don't feed on my living anointing, if me is just jack pigeon, is not in the Word on a regular basis, praying in other tongues for myself, spending my own personal time with god i can have this ministry anointing which is powerful kind of like samson did right but it will eventually burn me
1: out yeah god will it's i think of it kind of like the moses and the rock when god tells him to speak to it and tell them to strike it um the the people still get what god needs them to get right so if you're uh, the minister preaching that day God will give you the words to say so that they will get what they need. But you can be you know, you can be sort of slowly wandering off right and, and thinking, well, I'll just do this my own strength Amen. and you will burn out. Yeah. Right? Right. Because and I think about this in so many aspects, even as as parents, as a father, you think, Well, how can I yell at somebody to 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 be quiet or to you know what I mean? Yeah. Like y- you start saying you need to calm down and you're doing it with a loud, <laughs> uncalled right, voice. Right. And you go, wow, OK, maybe I need to work on myself so that I'm giving a good image while I'm trying to share yeah. this. And so we always have to be careful right. as ministers, especially or as teachers, anyone that's dealing with with uh, the body. Am I really walking the talk? And yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You read through the Bible and you'll find
0: powerful men of God. I mean, people that <laughs> Have books named after them in the Bible, <laughs> but yet they weren't good fathers. Mm-hmm. They weren't good husbands. They never—I I, think—they thought because they had such a great ministry gift and that they flowed so easily in the in the Holy Spirit right. that somehow God would take care of yeah. the day-to-day stuff because okay, we took. Up. And what we found out is that's just not the case. Right. You know that that each one of us that living anointing you know there's nothing that can ever take the place of you sitting down and spending time with God in his word and praying there's just nothing that can take the place of that your service can't take a, take a place of that coming to church can't take place with that even worship can't take place of that it is us spending personal time with the Lord hearing his words letting his words penetrate my life filling my thoughts with his words amen Well, hey, we're going to take a quick break and let you know some things going on at West Houston Christian Center. And we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back. Pastor Steve and I are continuing our study of the Holy Spirit. And what we're going to kind of shift gears a little bit. And we're going to get into 10 reasons why every believer should speak in tongues. That's a bold statement right there not that they could speak in tongues, but that we really should, should, should mm-hmm. speak in tongues. And uh, we're gonna start uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 18, and this is kind of foundational. But Paul said, I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. Amen? Mm-hmm. I think if God was going to say something definitive about the Holy Spirit and about praying in other tongues, he would have used Paul to do it. Right. Amen.
1: And and Paul didn't say, now about tongues, I'll take it or leave it. Right. He says, I thank God I speak in tongues yeah. more than anybody. Yeah. He's like, it's a big deal. It's, it's a huge part of my life, he's saying.
0: Yes, and I even wrote down, it was vital to him. It wasn't an afterthought. <clears throat> right. And uh, I think what Steve and I both have talked about before is that somehow the Holy Spirit was speaking in tongues, has been relegated as some sort of an add-on, you know, like when you're like when a, you're buying your car and I'm <coughs> choosing the accessories yeah. that I want, you know, I'm like, well, I want this, I want that, and nah, I don't want that. that the, I don't I'm, want the leather seats. I don't want the leather seats, I right. like cloth, I live in Houston, it gets too hot, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know? And so, but for Paul, I mean, it was vital to his ministry. It was vital to his daily walk with the Lord I mean, I truly believe that Paul knew Jesus better than the disciples did. Yeah. And I believe that he did it because of the baptism in the Holy Spirit.
1: And it's, you know, I think maybe this is, you know, this is Steve's conjecture. Mm-hmm. Disciples walk with Jesus as a man for mm-hmm. quite a while, uh, or for a few years. And and then after he left, they get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Right. Paul gets knocked off his donkey. He's blinded. Yeah. And then... I'm not sure if it's the next day or in the very near vicinity right his eyes are, are uh healed right and he's baptized in the holy Spirit. so he speaks in tongue from the very beginning right he never even uh, hung around with jesus right so for him his initial relationship with god was through the holy spirit right and and so he spoke in tongues from the beginning and and the holy spirit we're going to talk about you know gave him uh insight and um, all the things that he shared in the New Testament Amen. when he was writing down the time he spent with the Holy Spirit and the and the promises of God and all those things. Yeah. Amen. Um, it
0: was, there was, and, and I, I think this is what man and what man's tradition has done. You know, if Satan can't totally kill something, he'll try to discredit it. Mm-hmm. He'll try and make it look weird, make it look goofy, you know, that right. type of a thing. But really, this baptism of the Holy Spirit, I mean, it wasn't, Maybe I will, maybe I won't. I mean, like you just said, I mean, it was so important for Paul to have that, that he got it like within seconds of getting born again because it is the power that helped push him. You know, I don't know of anybody in the New Testament that did more than Paul. Right. I mean, he was beaten. He was shipwrecked. I mean, (laughs) and I'm not saying the Holy Spirit leads you into, you know, those things, but but he definitely was the, the, the guiding force, the comforter, that in the midst of some of his worst trials i mean in some of the worst prisons you could imagine the holy spirit was with paul god knew where paul was going and knew what paul was going to need and made sure that through the holy spirit he was fully equipped no matter where he
1: was right i think um maybe i said this last week uh the scripture in there that says set apart from me saul and barnabas right and uh and so god's saying you guys have a ministry but I have something special for him. Yeah. And, you know, even when he got saved and <clears throat> went back and talked to the disciples, they were like, hey, time out. Is this the guy that's been killing Christians? Because wow. I'm not sure I'm I'm ready to talk to this guy. Amen. And and uh, you know, they were convinced that no, he's he's legit. He's on our side now, right. so to speak, right? He's on our side. But a couple of things you said there just as um, as you were talking made me think about how how Satan kind of turns it a different way. As I was teaching this week on, uh, we were talking about the fall. Mm -hmm. And in the garden, um, God says very specifically, don't eat from these two trees, uh, the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the first thing that Satan says when he comes on the scene, first time we ever hear him speak, he says, did he really say that? Is it really important? And we know it was a huge part of the history of life right. is the fall and the kicked out of the garden and all that, right? And, but it started with Satan just whispering in your ear, did he really say that? And so, you know, some of you listening right now, he's saying, is tongues really that important? I mean, these guys, maybe they speak in tongues, but a lot of people don't. Is it really that important? Wow. And so he's trying to take what the Bible said and we've, and, and just spin it a little bit, say, well, you know, maybe so, maybe right. not. Right. And I look at it and I say, all the disciples, mm-hmm. Paul, Jesus' own mother. Right. You know, these people spoke in tongues. Amen. If he's leaving on his last day, he said, "This is really important. Yeah. That you go get the baptism of the Holy Spirit." And he knows they're going to speak in tongues. Right. This is really important. It's good. And and I want to tell the people that I love the most, the people that are the most dedicated, that 120 people stayed. Right. After not even knowing what they're looking for, those are the people he's talking to. Why would he tell them something that, eh, and then forget about it? Right. Or what a joke this is going to be. Yeah. April Fool's. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tongues of fire. Didn't <laughs> see that coming. Right. Now he's going to say this is really important, yeah. and that's why I'm leaving you with the Holy Spirit. Amen. He really
0: knows that for the New Testament church, which is what we are—the church age. Yeah. Uh, that the holy spirit is the it's the power i mean it is what you know he says in acts that it's going to make us a witness you know when when peter got born again and i know we've used this example before (coughs) but peter walked with jesus every day saw him as a man saw every miracle ate of the food that was multiplied watched him walk on water walked on water himself but yet when push came to shove when they crucified jesus paul denied him i mean peter denied him three times right and then now all of a sudden, after the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you know, when really all the Christians really thought that now Rome was going to to eradicate them. They just killed Jesus, so Mm -hmm. now they're coming after us. Mm -hmm. Peter, baptized in the Holy Ghost, is the first one up preaching a sermon to 3,000. In front of everybody, very public. As a witness Mm -hmm. to Christ after the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And that's really one of the main reasons of why we need it now.
1: It's for us to actually do the Great Commission. I think it's interesting, too, that, that you know, again, we think about Peter, he's a fisherman, right? Mm-hmm. And so, over and over they said, they were amazed that these people had this knowledge. <laughs> yes. How did they get so much That's knowledge really of good. the scripture? And that first day, so Peter is, you know, is, is not this eloquent speaker or anything. He stands up in front of thousands of people and, and says, uh, we are not drunk as you suppose. Right. He says, this is the Holy Spirit. But then he says to all the folks that are living there that are Jews, this was already prophesied in Joel 2, 28. So he takes, old te- well, well, we call it Old Testament, right? right. But he takes the, the scripture to them and says, hey, maybe you don't believe this stuff, but I know you believe the yeah. the scriptures that were that you studied your whole life and it says in joel 2 28 that the holy spirit you know will, will come and will fall and and all that yeah old oh, will dream dreams and yeah. all those things right i think you just keyed on another important thing though about the baptism of the holy
0: spirit is it always leads us to the word hmm. the first thing that peter did was is he goes back to joel right you know and that's one of the main blessings of the holy spirit is that the holy spirit's not going to do something apart of Jesus Right. he's not going to do something apart and I think there there is an element sometimes when we talk about the baptism that people feel like they're going to be possessed by something mm-hmm. that they're going to do things that are against their normal character and they're those types of things they're gonna do weird stuff and really the Holy Spirit works hand-in-hand hand with the word the Holy Spirit is always leading us to Christ. Right. He's always leading us to Jesus. Always, and and this is why Satan fights it so hard, because the Holy Spirit is not going to give a witness of Himself. He's always shining the light on mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah, the Holy
1: Spirit doesn't come along and say, Matthew, Mark, Luke, Holy Spirit. Right. Right. He doesn't right. insert himself into the Word. Amen. He says, "Here's the good news that Jesus." You know. That's great. And uh, and in several scriptures, it says. And the Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit of Christ, right? So, uh, unless there's a mis- anybody's confused by that, yeah. The Holy Spirit is the same Spirit right. as Jesus Christ. I mean, they're one and the same, Amen. right? They're they're connected at the hip, if you will. And so, when, uh, when even when Jesus leaves, he says, "I'm sending the promise of the Father." And when he comes, he will only teach the things that I've taught you. Right. So he, he's telling them, if you hear some other weird thing, right. well, that's not the Holy Spirit talking. Right. Even but, if an angel,
0: yeah, even if an angel even comes, anybody and comes starts telling you, if it's not pointing you back to Jesus, right. it's
1: not me. Right, and Jesus is the Word made flesh. Right. So there's a connection. There's always the Holy Spirit, Jesus, the mm, Word. You know, God's good. in there, right? But the Word, when we see the, the words inspired by the Holy Ghost, uh, everything that's on that page, the Holy Spirit inspired. And you see it, guess what? A lot of it's stories of everything that Jesus did. Amen. And, and I, I can't remember when we talked about this. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to remember. Did we talk about this when you and I were just sitting in your office? <laughs> right, right, was right. This right. On the last broadcast. Right. But um, when you read the word and you go, wow, I can't believe it says that. And you go, yeah, I know. It says this thing. And I go, oh, no. I was talking about something different. Yeah. Because the word is alive and it speaks to me for what Steve needs. Right. It speaks to you for what you need. So good. it's just so, Mm. and that's what's amazing about the Holy Spirit. And especially if you tell the Holy Spirit, "No, you're living inside of me and I want you to be a part. Like last week, I talked about being my my mentor, my co-pilot, that one who comes beside me. Right. If I allow the Holy Spirit to be in that place, mm-hmm. then when, when I read something, and even if it's numbers or something at, that in the in the in the natural <laughs> <is> boring, right, <laughs> right, right, and you go A little dry, one hundred forty-four thousand, whatever hundred. And then he'll say, did you notice that that number is the same number as before? Yes. And you'll go, no, I did not. <laughs> right. And you go, wow, where has that been? I've, I've read this a hundred times. Yeah. And now it's suddenly come alive because so of the Holy good. Spirit.
0: Yeah. You know, Steve's been teaching a class, uh, we call it Monday School, but on Body, Soul, and Spirit. And we sometimes look at body, soul, and spirit as three separate entities. Mm-hmm. But in reality, they're so, so intertwined. intertwined and twisted, that's why it says it takes the Word of God to cut asunder between soul right. and spirit. It's so, we're so intricate with our body, soul, and spirit that even a surgical knife would not be able to separate us because we're that connected. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the same with the Father the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, they are three entities, but one. We're made their image. We're That's, made in their image. Yeah. It was exactly. And so they're all connected. Mm-hmm. So one can't speak of one without speaking of the other. Mm-hmm. They can't. It's impossible for them to speak independently of one another right. because they're in perfect harmony
1: with one another. And they're, they're always going to, uh, you know, be positive and uplifting about the other. I, I say this mm-hmm. because... When we're talking about the Holy Spirit, there are other spirits out there. And the Bible even sure. says, if you meet a spirit, you can test them to see if they're from Jesus, right? Or, or see if they, uh, no other spirit can can say that Jesus is Lord. Amen. I don't know why this made me think about it, but years ago, Steve Martin, mm-hmm. remember the comedian, right? Sure. And he said, I remember him making this joke. He said, I'm, I'm reading a book, how to get along with everyone. Well.'" I'm really, I'm riding with this other guy, this jerk, you know, <laughs> and so his thing is how to get along with everybody because he is. And so the Holy Spirit never says, I'm kind of a big deal. Jesus, right, eh. right. you know, it's not like that. No. It's not, there's no competition between God, Jesus None. and the Holy Spirit. None. They're constantly saying, but Jesus said, and Jesus says, well, my father says, and, right. and the father says, this is my son whom I'm well pleased. Right. It's a, it's you know, it's a, it's a love fest. Right. That it is. And that's why I'm sure like you've been <clears throat> teaching, when we get in
0: perfect harmony, when it's no longer my soul, my emotions that are making all my decisions, when I really let my spirit take ascendancy, Mm -hmm. the way that Adam and Eve were created to let that was spirit first, then soul the soul was just supposed to be this gps system that we just gave information to and it took us it was Mm -hmm. never supposed to make the decisions for us our spirit was but that's a picture of the father when we get born again when we get baptized in the holy spirit when we take the word of god we renew our minds and our spirit begins to make the decisions again we're in perfect harmony just like the father
1: yeah and and think about this from the original question maybe you asked uh, tonight that if if I have the holy spirit inside of me and I'm saying you just stay down there and let Steve right. make the decisions right. my soul's going to make my decisions right. and if I need some advice I'll ask you <laughs> uh, i mean that's if we're saying I got the holy spirit when I got saved and that's all I need and I don't want to hear from you again <laughs> and and I'm not looking for more, I'm not looking to be filled, I don't want this baptism, yeah, right. we're, we're basically saying, I, Steve, mm. I'm smart enough to take care of all the spiritual stuff by myself. Wow. And that is just a lot. That's brutal. It's just, it's just, well, like I said last week, when someone said, hey, um, you wanna learn to fly a plane? Great, so, so tell you what, let's study a lot about it, but then we'll go up in the air, but I'm coming with you. Right. Because if something happens, right. I'm over here. And what we're saying is, I'm going to take that first flight by myself. I don't even need you. <laughs> and you go, well, it's not the taking off, it's the hard, It's, it's the, the landing, landing, right? Right. And, and when we good. when we say, Holy Spirit, I'm just going to keep you in your tiny little box right. that I got that tiny little gift when I first accepted Jesus. Amen. And I don't want it to be any more part of my life. We're saying, I've got it. Yeah, I've, I've reached it. It is the epitome the of pride. It, it really is. is.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we have eaten up all our time and we have wow. gotten to zero of our 10 <laughs> reasons why every believer should speak with tongues. But we did a great introduction and we will pick it up here again next week. We don't ever like to end a broadcast without offering an invitation. If you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your savior, or if you've never been baptized in his Holy Spirit, we can do them right here, right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans that if I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead, then I'll be saved. And all we have to do is just come to the end of ourselves. And just, if you're in a place where nothing works, you've tried everything over and over, you've know, you tried to fill your life with the things that you thought made you happy, yet you're still left unsatisfied and you're still wanting for more. Well, there's a place in your heart that God created that only he can fit, but he's such a gentleman, he won't come in unless you ask him. So Steve and I would love the honor and the privilege of leading you to inviting Jesus to come into your heart. You just pray a simple prayer with us. Just say, Heavenly Father, uh, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Jesus, I invite you to live in my heart I open up my heart wide to you. Jesus, I enter into this covenant with you, this blood covenant ratified through your blood on the cross. And I'm asking you, Lord, for this new life that the Bible talks about. Father, I ask you to forgive me, Lord, where I've missed the mark. I'm asking you now to fill me with your precious Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Lord, guide me and lead me to a good church, Lord. Show me. Uh, how to be discipled, Father. But I thank you from this moment on, Lord, according to your word, I'm saved in Jesus' name. What a powerful prayer. What a, what a, that was, it's so simple, but yet it'll, Steve and I would not be here unless we had prayed that prayer many, many years ago. Well, we want to thank you for being with us. Thanks for being part of the broadcast. Steve and I love you. We'll see you next week. Jesus is Lord.